0: Hi, humans. Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk about it. My name's Lauren.
1: And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversation about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking.
0: We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through. Breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love. Stepping away from our evangelical church background, all the while leaning into God and moving forward in our Christian faith.
1: We are truth seekers and love Jesus. And just like Jesus, we invite all to the table. That, my friend, is where you come in. If you have something to say or a perspective to share, don't be shy. We would love to know your story. You can reach us at laurenandadamofficial at gmail.com.
0: We can't wait to hear from you, and without further ado, let's Let's talk talk about about it. it. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Jessica Vander, v- what is it? Weingard. <laughs> she's from Australia, so I'm like having a hard time with her.
1: You almost have her it.
0: name. I know, Jessica <laughs> Vander Weingard. Uh, she's with us today. She's the director and producer of "I Survived I Kiss Dating Goodbye," which is a documentary about the various responses to the purity movement and models for Christian dating and relationships over the last 20 years. Um, And in early 2016, Jessica approached Joshua Harris, who the author of the now unpublished book I Kissed Dating Goodbye, uh, while they were both pursuing their master's degrees at Regent College in Vancouver, B.C. um, to discuss the idea of making such a film together. So the documentary released last year and I recently found the documentary and its social media, uh, which is where I made contact with Jessica about our podcast and Um, I told her about what we're about, and luckily, she was excited about it. Um, So that's why we're here today. So Jessica, thanks for hopping on and for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So uh, how has it been for you since the documentary has come out? Has it been like, whoo, like, I'm done, I'm taking a breath, or has it been like, even more excitement happening?
2: yeah well it's definitely been a roller coaster for me the uh the core of the documentary was really my master's thesis project at regent college right, yeah. um so but as you know it ballooned out into this massive feature-length film that we did crowdfunding for in 2017 and mm. um you know the my professors at at regent said we really wish we could give you two master's degrees for this because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's really was um an insane project to take on but yeah. um one that yeah it, I was really really happy to, to be involved in and just you know grateful to the Lord that he kind of put it in my lap and combined all, all of these you know forces in the universe coming together yeah. that I'm in the same city as Josh and also yeah. I think um it helped that I was an outsider in a sense to the American evangelical bubble uh being yeah. an Australian yeah I read his books but I think it kind of helps that I had that little bit of an outsider perspective because I I honestly have been a little bit surprised and um, taken aback by some of the reactions that have been received from the film Mm. since its release back in November last year, actually, when the film came out. But more so now, um, in, in the light of Josh's recent announcements, it's just been, and I think that's when you guys found the film. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's like, it, it's its own PR, isn't it? Once you kind of get viral <laughs> yeah. on any sort of social media, it just, it it does its own work. But how was, so how, how was that for you? Like when you initially went to push, uh, push the film and all of that, I know it was initially uh, just a thesis, but obviously took on a lot more um what did that look like for you what was what was your demographic were you guys out doing panels um what what did what did that look like post production for you
2: so um I, I it was you know all of this has been a massive learning curve for me in terms of how to market a film and just marketing in general it's not something that was my forte but just realizing um, as anyone who's in the podcast community or making mm-hmm. content, making films, making anything, you just realize that you could have the best piece of material, the best piece of content, but no one will see it unless you market it, right? Yeah. Yep. So you just have to try and share share something. And I, I really, even in the light of Josh's recent announcements, I have such a, a heart for this content and this discussion that the church needs to have. And when I say the church, I mean, christians all over the world if you identify as a follower of jesus in whatever way whatever expression um that that's taking for you i believe that there's something in this film for you Mm. and um you know there are some 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 interesting um different discussions and people we speak to it is framed around josh's reevaluation of the book specifically but um yeah it kind of dives into into all of that stuff so Yeah, it's been um, it's been a roller coaster trying to 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 find okay, like where is the market for this film? Yeah, You know, and um, in the film, we we kind of try and stay very much in the middle. We definitely um, didn't want to alienate certain pockets of of the Christian community. So, and that has turned out to anger a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I've received emails from people saying like, you know, the film doesn't come out and can, you know, say that sex before marriage is okay and it should say that, or Mm. people coming out and saying Mm. the exact opposite. It doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't explicitly condemn that either. Right. So it's, um, and that was very intentional. You know, we don't uh, come out for or against gay marriage. We don't come Mm -hmm. out for or against premarital sex. And that really is because... You know, this is a discussion that yes. people need to be having in their communities. They need to be having um, with the Holy Spirit. And right. it's, it's something that Josh and I really didn't want to say, okay, guys, I his stating goodbye was wrong. Yeah. But here's the new formula. Here's right, new thing exactly.
1: Because that, that was the whole thing that you guys were moving toward, right? Was like yes. you were moving out of a space of definitive religion culture mm-hmm. and into a space of conversational religion. And I think, I think so many people were looking for, for a direct answer, but I mean, literally look at Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is a parable. Everything is, Hey, so why don't you get with yourself and get with God and, and see what you kind of come, come to for yourself. Here's just my take on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel like it would have been easier but not true to the whole point of the doc- documentary. Would um, be easier to come up with a formula because it'd be it'd be easier to jump on another ba- bandwagon. Essentially,
1: right? You could put it in a oh, box totally. and ship it out. Yeah, and
0: you know, because that's what like we humans like are that's kind of like what we crave. We're like, <laughs> where's the box? Like, what box? Yes. What box can I put you in? And what box do I fit in? Right. And like, yeah, we are we're like kind of obsessed with that. Which I I mean I feel like it definitely came across that you guys, um, you guys did such a, such a beautiful job with, yeah, n- not, not painting a picture being like, well, th- this is the now right way or whatever. It just is um, laid it out there that you should ask questions. And maybe the way we've done it in the past, maybe isn't the best way, but maybe it worked for you. Mm. And I-, I think that's, I think that's beautiful. Um, So interestingly enough, like, you know, I'm just, I love to jump right into the heart of things and um curiously enough uh, there's been a lot of drama <laughs> lately with josh harris <laughs> how has that affected you and his recent announcement of his divorce and then you know, denouncing his you know faith as a christian how has that affected you yeah i mean i
2: i i feel like it I definitely, it has affected me and it has affected the film and mm-hmm. the perception of it. I mean, obviously the biggest impact is, is for Josh and Shannon and their kids. Right. And like, I want to say that upfront, you know, that's, um, you know, my, my heart still goes out to them. I still, still pray for him and his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And just that the Lord would continue to, 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 to be with him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the impact has been interesting. Uh, one th- very significant thing was that the after the announcement of uh, Josh saying he wasn't a Christian anymore, mm-hmm. and I used those words intentionally, they're the exact words he used. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and uh, my, the distributor for the film, which is uh, a distributor in the U.S. in Colorado, in fact, came to me and said, we are dropping the film. We don't want the film anymore. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So and they but they said, oh, we do want to keep all the money. So all the money that we're making for the film, we're going to continue to make that. And um, Fabulous. when did that went? So yeah. when was that that had to have been really present? like it, just a couple
0: of weeks ago last month?
2: Like, yeah yeah it was um it was early in the month it was very early august, okay. so they they came oh to me gosh. and they said, and they wanted me to pay damages for loss of sales
1: what?
2: <laughs> yeah so. oh my interesting um, well wow, so yeah that, it's like per- it's you're like this is like a
0: very personal drama
1: right you're like literally all I was trying to do was create my thesis <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: so when um where sorry, are you now? sorry like in did you did you graduate? Did you like get what you needed?
2: Was it like are you on the other <laughs> side of everything? Just curious. Yeah, so um well I graduated last April, okay. so 2018. Okay. 2018. Josh and I both graduated from from Regent and uh and I moved back to Australia from Canada late last year okay. in uh about uh September. So almost a full year I've been back in Australia. Mm-hmm. So in this sense like I've definitely moved on. Mm-hmm. I feel like the I feel like God just has put these issues and this topic on my heart. Like it's not, it's just not going away. And I'm working on, on um, some, you know, making some other projects and Mm. things like that too. Continue to delve into this space and if anything what's happened with Josh recently has just shown that like these things (laughs) need to be talked about like for sure guys we have to talk about this and um yeah the distributor um yeah I like we fought back and forth on that I I said look if you want to drop the film as a matter of your integrity well then it's not about the money really and um they disagreed with me and um they refused to dissolve the agreement. They just said they'd bury the film and keep the money. Um, Yeah. So they, yeah. So I, I just decided I want my film back no matter what. So I ultimately, you know what? I, I, I let them keep their very high royalty percentage just so I can get the film back. You wanted Um, your art to be seen
0: and your, yeah. Yeah. Like, because it, it's not just a wonderful, great message, but also like as a filmmaker, like you did a great job, like it's artistically right. done yeah, so absolutely. well. So it's oh, like, thank you. <laughs> you you didn't want to just n- that not be seen by the world. Like well, I, I, I get that as an, as an artist, I'm a musician. Like I, I get that. That's mm. like, not only did I, do I want the message out there of what I'm like writing about and going through, but um, also I think the song sounds really awesome and I want people to hear it. So I definitely yeah. resonate. You're, you're like the last thing you want part. is
1: your song or your or your movie buried like yeah, that that's, sounds that's like the a death yeah, like literally yeah, of your creativity yeah.
0: <laughs> you're like i refuse it's like a child truly it's like your little baby that you created you're like no you will not bury my child <laughs> it's like i'll take it into my <laughs> Sorry, own like, which is yeah so yeah. I, I guess we saw you know we watched on was it the amazon prime yeah. something yeah, amazon yeah. Prime. um that's how that's how we watched which you know i hadn't heard of it really until um so I started getting into my our podcast and purity culture was something that was like on our hearts and it's, it's still something we we talk about a lot um off and on the podcast um and then through that I just like did my research and like somebody told me that he had unpublished his book I was like wow that's interesting why and then like literally that happened and then two days later I saw on his like I wasn't even following him on Instagram or anything. And then I was like, oh, like, that's interesting that that happened, um, that he unpublished his book, but I, like, kind of moved on. And then two days later after that, somebody else messaged me and was like, oh, my gosh, look at this post. Like, you know, he's getting a divorce, and then he's, like, denounced his being a Christian. Um, Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, this is all kind of happening in sync. Like, everything's just, I don't know, it seems like – At least in my life, it was all just happening all like back to back. But I'm sure for you, it was like this long, drawn out feeling. (laughs) Um, Something you'd been working on because you approached him about it in 2016, correct?
2: yeah yeah back um back like mid 2016 like right before summer break um yeah that was when we we spoke about it initially so a long time ago and the film's been been done for over a year yeah now at this point like by the time his announcements came out so (laughs) yeah so you're like wait so
0: did he have you guys been in communication were you expecting his like this new
2: development yeah, no, not at all. I um, okay. I was not expecting it. it. It definitely came as a shock and a very, you know, very sad. Yeah, really sad news. Um, uh, obviously the most, I I feel most sad about his uh, the, where him and Shannon have come to in their marriage. You know, with their with their family and things like that. Mm. That um, saying he's not a Christian anymore. That to me is more. It's potentially a political statement, a cultural statement. Mm. Um, I encourage uh, your listeners to go and read his exact words in exact, that statement because yes. I yeah. think I think that's very telling. Yes. Um, yeah. So he he really is saying he what he says is oh I'm gonna paraphrase it now, but you know along the lines of by all measurements I have for being for what it is to be a Christian right. I am not a Christian. Right. right. So, so he was like I don't yes. fit in the box
0: that I once knew of what made it yeah
2: (laughs) yeah and the and the the box that has been formed for me the box i was squeezed into um the box i was made to conform to and and made other people do that as well
1: absolutely well and that's that's kind of one of those spaces too where it's difficult because it's like you don't ever want to make somebody feel like they're trapped in their social media either like he is on his journey obviously him and shannon are on their journey Um, and, and the last thing you want to do is, is trap them behind their own platform and say, you know, you have to curate exactly what you say and how you say it. And there, there is a responsibility that comes with those things. But as artists, we also know, like, it's, it's also really hard to be in that space where people hold you to the standard of what you were. Rather than mm. where you are in your current yeah, walk and in your current exactly. like space and season.
0: well, and, and I don't know if you if you knew this, but so I, I'm a Christian artist, but I mean and I have been so I'm a Christian touring artist, um, and I am recently I, I guess retiring is essentially how you'd call it, although I'm only now 26. I'm like retiring within the Christian industry. In in a way like slowing down, dissolving and it's a whole a whole long drama. Um it's a between it's me and my sister, we're a duo and Adam's actually he's our drummer. Um but anyway, so <laughs> I can I, I resonate with what he said because for myself, it, i I've been in the Christian industry now professionally for like nine years. Um about Wow, that. yeah. And it's it's been really, really difficult, um, especially as like girls like two girls we've been like really sexualized and um like literally the last show that we did uh they told us there was one of the staff guys whatever i think he was trying to be nice but it was not nice (laughs) he was like yeah so we we got some we got some interesting feedback about you girls on our on our you know it was a festival on our festival Facebook page or whatever. We're like, "Oh. <laughs> what was that?" <laughs> like, "What was the interesting feedback?" Or he said Con- conflicting maybe or something. Um and and he was like, "Well, you know, some people were like, "Oh, cool." Like, you know, excited to have them at the festival, you know, potentially because they're like, "Hey, what would you guys think about having this artist at the festival this year?" Some people were like, "Yeah, cool, that's great." And then apparently some other people were like, "No, they're they're way too sexual they're too sexy and we don't have there's like right and in in our in especially the product that she and i create and created it's quite like conservative i mean it's nothing crazy we're definitely just like two normal gals singing songs like it's totally normal but we were, like, definitely sexualized a lot. That's just one example, and that was uh, literally our
2: last show in Nebraska. Right. So um, it's not like you're, you know, playing your instruments and wearing bikinis oh, no. kind of thing. Oh, no. Absolutely or... <laughs> not.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> um, and it's like – so that was just, like, one example of how we've just, you know, been really sexualized. Um, there's a lot of other things, like not being able to be in, like, the Christian um, bookstore to sell our CDs because – I think my sister, or it was mine, or I don't remember. We have like a second piercing in our ear, just things like that, where it's like, okay, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, and it just wouldn't really happen so much with other guys. They're like, it's just that the Christian industry is really hard. And to be compared to, like Adam said, to a place where we once were and we are evolving human beings and it's hard to keep up and it's hard to, like, it's hard for viewers or listeners or readers or whoever it is to understand that you're like a changing evolving human they want to just keep you right where you were when they consumed whatever product you're
2: putting out. yes
0: um so I definitely can I definitely can resonate with him
2: on that mm. uh, yeah and I, I I would agree and I think you know this comes back to these ideas around putting people in boxes and kind of saying that you know, you, um, if, uh, that the rules are the easy thing, you know, let's have rules, let's have Christian celebrities, influencers, personalities, people that we can look to, and then we can prescribe to their ideas. Right. And then we're, we're actually, we're constructing false idols. Like we're putting our faith in these people, in these books, in these movements. And instead of reading our Bible, instead of looking to mm. God's word directly, right. we're kind of, we're like, we're accepting the diet pill version mm. of, of Christianity or, or of Jesus. Right. You know, the path of least resistance is to like pick up this book. Oh, this is going to answer my questions. This is going to be my salvation yeah. rather yeah. than um, yeah. Going like going to the gospels, like going and looking at what Jesus actually said, just as you were saying, Adam. Mm. Um, and then that, that, and when we don't actually do that, when we're not reading God's word, and we're we're engaging with the Christian culture. That's when, like, oh, a second piercing. Oh, you know, I don't know about that. Yeah. We're like, right. oh my gosh, you know, you're wearing like three three quarter jeans rather than
1: like right, all
2: the way right, you know, right, right. boot oh. boot cut. You know, yeah, ex- exactly. And
0: so I'm I'm curious, like, for you before you ever even approached Josh, or you know, from what I could tell, you know, I was reading up on you online. Uh, you were interested <laughs> in the dating relationships, sexuality, you were planning on making that part of your thesis already, right? Like that's like what you were studying. And, um, so can you tell me, can you tell us like why you were interested in that? What pulled you towards that? Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, just a little bit about my story. I was someone who, um, at the age of, you know, 12 or 13, you know, growing up in a conservative Christian family, had a great family. And um, I I realized at about 12 or 13 that some of my friends were having boyfriends, things like that. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, Oh my goodness, is that going to happen to me? Am I going to kiss a boy soon? And that's kind of exciting and scary all mm-hmm. at the same time. And yeah. the church we were going to kind of um, started, Uh, they, they did a series on intimacy, they called it. And, um, you know, and the message basically was the same message that came out of Josh's book, although I experienced this prior to Josh's book. Mm. And what our pastor said was anyone who isn't your future spouse or your spouse is your brother or sister in the Lord. And you have to treat them exactly that way. So, you, you know, don't don't go holding hands with someone who is your sister or your brother. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, and so I was kind of primed for Josh's book when I read it. Right. And right. it it was like someone close to my age, you know, this young 21 year old, good looking, charismatic guy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is this is the answer. I'll just follow right. this book. And I read um, Dana Gresh's book and The Bridewell White, and just was so. I resourced myself as a young teenager without having any tangible experience of my own, right? I, yeah. was, I, I knew nothing of my own. So the impact of these books, I feel, just as a side note, the impact that it has on someone really depends on the age they were when they read it. Oh, That's absolutely. what all the research bears out, right? The research would say that if you read this and you were 14 compared to you read this and you were 25, right you're at 25, you're naturally going to filter it through your experience right. without even realizing you're going, okay, I'll take that. I'll throw that out mm-hmm. because you've developed your theology. You've developed an understanding of yourself. True. Whereas if you read it 14, it's like, oh, this is, this is true. I have to follow this. This is okay. So I'm not going to kiss anyone till my wedding day. Well, we're so and, confused um, at that age anyway. When somebody gives yes, us like a,
0: like a black and white rule, we're like, okay,
2: well, that'll help me figure out my life. <laughs> exactly and yeah the the confusion we feel and we're just kind of grasping at answers and our parents are doing the same thing you know they're they're raising teenagers for the first time right and um and same with so many pastors and things so like I I I have a my heart goes out to parents and pastors because this stuff isn't easy but we do need to talk about what went wrong in purity culture um so a little bit more about my journey by the age of 20 my I was in my mid-20s, like 25, 26. I still had never kissed anyone, never had – I never got on a date, never held hands with a boy. Yeah. And my friends around me were getting engaged or married. I'd been a bridesmaid a few times. And yeah. I was like, okay, it wasn't that – no one else around me really was abiding by Josh's wor- works anymore. It was kind of me on my own. And um, I was like, okay, maybe – maybe there's something wrong with how I've thought.
1: Mm. And
2: at the time I was working at Apple um, and, you know, I was working in Apple stores (laughs) and I was training staff there and I had an amazing five years at Apple. And during that time, one of my friends at the store, one of my guy friends he said, Hey, we know you have a crush on this, on this guy we work with. You should just kiss him. You should kiss him. You've never kissed him. Wait, wait, wait.
1: So that was the first suggestion they had not ask him out on a date, not go get some ice cream, not, just No. straight just straight for the mouth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> um so it was there was a Halloween party. I was 27, you know, 27 and a half, and that was my first kiss. I I kissed this guy at a at a party and yeah. um it was, it was a very high school movie kind of set up, you know, my friends were like, okay, so he's up for it. And like, you can go like behind the house and, you know,
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I I can, I can hear the coming of age music just chiming in. now.
2: (laughs) And so I was 27 at the time. So, you know, I I was, I was very ready, I guess. I was like, okay, let's just, let's, can I just have my first kiss? Can I start experiencing this, this part of my life? Can my, can my sexuality be something that i can acknowledge exists
1: yeah
2: and um and so that was uh the turning point for me and uh yeah after that i i i decided i i just wanted to keep experiencing things and keep dating and um so and so i kept doing that for the next couple of years uh found myself in in canada and i would i wanted to pursue these questions about sexuality mm. for for, for myself spiritually as well. So yeah. I I went to study theology, went to Vancouver and, um, yeah. And just, and just kept doing, um, doing the the theological discussion and engaging with that as, as well as dating. And I was, I was dating guys that I, you know, I'd meet up with from, um, from Tinder or Bumble and things yeah. like that. And it wasn't always, you know, a sexual encounter yeah. more often than not, it was just coffee or just, that socialization and kind of those relational muscles that as an adult who's single you need to be toning right so you yeah. need to be engaging and just having those conversations and and yeah so so that's what happened and um it had a two-year relationship in Canada uh, that broke down during <laughs> the production of the film mm. um yeah. yeah and uh yeah that kind of like yeah brings us to where we are now right mm. so how, what did your what did your
0: family because you said you grew up more conservative what was their opinion of your
2: venture yes my awakening yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, would,
1: I would I, call sexual proclamation or proclaiming your own sexuality <laughs> there
2: yeah i love that that's great at the time i called it my accelerated learning program love it which <laughs> i felt was very long overdue yes. at 27 28 um to be honest like a, a, a lot of it they still don't know and you know like parents don't need to understand or know everything about right. what what their kids are getting on with but right. um mm-hmm. when I when I told my mom that I had my first kiss you know it was a month or so after it happened I was so excited to tell her I was like yeah. this is like this is a girly experience I can share with my mom yeah. and you know something i just wanted to share with her because i was you know giddy and excited about it and uh and i and i told her and she cried <laughs>
1: oh no and not not like not happy not tears. happy you shared yeah it was like just
2: just a kiss <laughs> yeah oh, we well you know we, well like we yeah. made out but yeah. you know, it well, wasn't yeah. just like a peck but yeah yeah it was wow. it, it was that it was that innocent and um And that was really hard for her to take. And I mean, my, my parents are loving, lovely people and I know they love me no matter what, but that, that was really hard. And we've debriefed that since, um, I think she took it as such a shock
1: Mm. knowing
2: how strongly I felt about some of these courtship, you know, no kissing before Mm. marriage Mm. ideas, but then me say, Oh yeah, I, I kissed a guy from work and no, we're not dating and no, he's not from church. (laughs) <laughs> right
1: well and the thing is too with parents like it's so hard because you have to realize that they you know how you're talking about earlier you could be 14 or you could be 25 when you hear that message and it hits you in a different way it's like realizing yeah. that your your parents are living through that too like they they're living through an environment that that's shifting because of a, a message in a culture that's being curated around a book or around a movement or things like that and and everybody has their own interpretation of of life that they kind of filter all of their reactions through too.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you know, I need to extend grace towards my mother as much as I need her to extend me grace. Right. Like we're all humans. Um, so that was, yeah, that was kind of a a challenging moment, I guess, in my life and quite a pivotal one. But, uh, it's, it's, I, I, I feel, and I, I say I literally had to make the, purity culture documentary for, for my mum to really get where I was coming mm, from. Yes. <laughs> okay, um,
0: Interesting. Yeah.
2: Well, so good, has she, she, has she watched it? <laughs> I'm assuming yes. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I, every revision, every cut of the film and there were about eight before the final cut uh, I sent to her, I was interested in her feedback Uh, obviously the full interviews we did are, you know, it's hours and hours of material rather than like this tiny bit that gets in the film. And she's seen all of that and, um, you know, she's, she's been really brave and honest in telling me like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. Mm. That's, that's amazing. Or, you know, oh. can you send me the email address for that, that pasta you interviewed? Cause I, I want to tell him how much it meant to me about what he said. So oh, wow. it's been great to see the journey and the learning that, that my, my mom's going through as well.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously. And six, one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've
2: changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now.
0: So your was <laughs> that what did you call it? Your awakening, your yeah, my yeah. accelerated learning program. Yeah, because <laughs> <Yes, yes. laughs> right. I love that. It's like
1: summer school, but for your own self discovery.
0: So for, yes. for you, um, I'm I'm gonna ask, did ha- have you had sex <laughs> before marriage?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I mean I'm not I'm not married and yeah. I have. Yeah. Yes. Do you feel? Like- I'm thirty. I'm thirty three now. By the way, just yes. in case for anyone counting. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> if somebody's gonna go in and look up your Wikipedia or something. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I have to know. So, for for you, did you feel like so before your um, your learning program, your accelerated learning program? Um, do you feel like your sexuality was completely and entirely separate from your spirituality and did your basically your awakening like did that did that change for you was there something like one moment for you or a season for you where you're like you know what no my sexuality my spirituality they're not entirely separate they can coexist
2: yeah that's been a real journey for me I felt like before my um, first kiss it was very much like I I totally understood my sexuality in terms of my theology because mm-hmm. of the books, because um, of the messaging that, that I had adopted. Um, and, and by that age, I guess I, I was adopting it, you know, with, with maturity at that age. However, it never been something I questioned and it's not like, there was, um, a book about, okay, so what does courtship look like if you're not in youth group anymore and you're out in the workforce and you know, you're in the, you work in the secular marketplace and you don't live with your parents anymore. Like, you know, there wasn't that resource. So it's kind of like fill in the blank. Right. That just, you know, just, just don't sleep around. That was kind of the guidelines. Right.
1: Like sexual Um, integrity. right?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, once I had my first kiss, I was, I was so sure but like before it happened I was like oh I'm gonna feel guilt and shame but I don't care I'm just gonna do it anyway
1: right but
2: I didn't I didn't I didn't Mm. feel any of that and that's just been my experience like I can't say that it's gonna be different for someone else but I just felt like I could see in color for the first time when I didn't before you know i I just felt like I was being literally like awakened as, as you said, Adam, like, and it was wonderful and it felt healthy and it felt the right, was the right time. I mean, I was 27, you know, right. there are some, some Christian kids who get married at 17 and they're having sex. Like right. yeah. I had my first kiss at 27. So <laughs> I, I, I felt like that was good. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not being smited. Um, and I feel great about this. I'm just going to keep going at my own pace. And it's not like I, you know, the next weekend I was, um, you know, having sex or anything like that, but I just kind of was like, okay, I just, I want to keep experiencing this. I've discovered this thing. Oh my gosh. Like kissing is like, do people know about this like it's <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> that's so cute
1: that's I amazing love i that. completely understand yeah that. so
2: i was i was adam's first
0: kiss so <laughs> first his first person only yeah, um first and first. but he was not mine um so right it's interesting like i so whenever we first started dating i i kind of had this we had the same sort of feeling of like oh my gosh this is love like this is happiness mm-hmm. like i was like wait does everybody else feel this way? There's no way. Like, there's no way that, like, any other person has ever felt, like, this good before. Like, no way. I feel like that's right. that's a God-given gift, though. Like, I, I feel like that is truly, like, a blessing from God to be able to experience and have that, like, I'm seeing in color. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting that we you kind of went into having your first kiss thinking, oh, okay, I, I'm going to feel guilt. I'm going to feel shame about this. But you know what? I don't mm. care. But then you had your kiss and it's like, oh, like everything's still all right. Like I'm actually yeah, great. And um, I feel like that was huge for for us and our, our relationship and our kind of awakening um, as well. And it's interesting. I, you know, I talked in the other, uh, our other episode on purity culture um with our friend ashley how i didn't consider back then i i i didn't consider when i was like dating other people that anything outside of um like actual intercourse intercourse. i didn't i didn't like i didn't see that as sex so you know everything outside of that was like oh that's not sex it's you know it's I'm saving sex. i right. you're like intercourse. skirting. You're
1: skirting the line the whole time. Right,
0: but yeah, everything was involved. Right, like everything was there and things happened. So it's like to me, I'm like, okay, well now living in a marriage and and having a relationship where you know we're not always just having intercourse, but there's other things that's happening, and I wouldn't not consider that sex. I'm like, well. then I was having sex before too. It just wasn't necessarily intercourse. And I feel like that was like a big awakening for me and realization um, about like my mindset of sexuality and sex even Um, and what that meant for me even as a woman and exploring that. Um, I used to – I kind of heard somebody talking about how they – when they would you know be they would be intimate with their you know boyfriend girlfriend and they kind of like they would shut the door but then in their minds they were like okay god like I just want you to like wait outside the door like I'll be back like you know (laughs) just let me like do my thing even though it's like totally consensual and we're in love but like god I just want you like that's like I don't want you here like just wait outside the door like i'll let you know when we're done <laughs> like whatever yeah. like, i'll catch up with you later um yeah yeah and yeah, yeah, exactly. that was kind of my mentality a lot was like i felt like i had to completely always separate god and my sexuality and um and that was dangerous because uh as i've i've said before i've talked about before like any time that somebody would ask me how i was doing in my walk and my you know my relationship with god i would just i would just kind of partner that and i would compare it to okay have i been sexual lately and if i had i was like well me and god are struggling or whatever and that just wasn't the that wasn't the case like god's like no like i'm here like we're still good you can talk to me you don't have to shut the door on me um i want to be part of every part of your life um so yeah i am just curious if that was a thing for you too like was there a moment was there a time when you invited God into that part of your life or was it like a, an awkward thing inviting God into your like sexuality?
2: Yeah, that's a really great question. I think for me for a while, it definitely was, I'm separating these two things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that started the start of that really was that conversation with my mom because my mom in my in my life at spe- at the time at the time <laughs> represented like this like godly spiritual superpower mm. like she was she was the woman of god that was my that really was my mentor someone i i looked up to um, and was heavily spiritually um and theologically influenced by mm. and so when she actually said to me she was crying and you know <laughs> uh she said I don't want to hear anything else and Mm. I don't, I don't want to hear it until you're seriously dating someone.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And so I was like, okay, as hard as that is to hear, I'm being given permission to disassociate Mm. from this. Right. And, and I mean, yes, I was 27, but I think, um, you know, tw- 27 without any kind of sexual experience, I feel is a little bit younger than that, especially when you're asking someone, you know, when when it's addressing this issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was like, okay, well I'm g- being given permission to keep exploring this and kind of keep, keep my family. And that kind of also represented God on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they don't want to know about this. So I'm just going to go on my merry way. And yeah, I definitely want to date someone seriously, but I don't want to do that right now. Mm. So when the time comes, that's when I can tell my mom about it. That's when I can invite God back into this. Mm. So that's kind of where I was for a while. Um, Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's such a that's such an interesting thought, just because like at, at that moment in your life, you are separating God's unconditional love from sex which I think where is where so much pain comes from in that mm. realm because because the one love that you know to be unconditional I mean you could you could do anything and and it's still there is dissociated from your own sexual identity so then when you're reaching out to other people and it is this like form of love it's it's mm. it's something that you're you're connecting over but also like you're not allowing God to to be able to be in that space and 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 merge those two worlds,
2: yeah, yeah, I, no, absolutely, and I think even even in a sense, I was disassociating part of myself in that, you know, yeah. yes, it was a accelerated learning program, but as I was um you know meeting up with people and getting coffee or doing other stuff i i I was kind of in a sense, following some of the stuff Joshua Harris talked about, I was guarding my heart, yeah. I was like you know, I'm like, we're, I'm engaging with this person and yeah, we're kind of both using each other and I'm being upfront that, you know, I'm new to this. I just want to experience something new. This is what I'm comfortable with experiencing. Are you okay with that? Okay, great. Let's, you know, do that thing. And, um, that's, that's where I was at. And my face was kind of on the, on the outside of that. And, um, it really was like the, yeah, I just felt one day, after about six months, God very clearly say to me, you know, you always wanted to go study theology. Okay. Mm. Now, now is the time. Yes, This is, I'm hitting the ejector seat. I need to take you out of this situation. Um, and you know, you need to like find me again. Mm. And so that's, I was, I don't know what response there was in me other than, okay. <laughs> so <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I, quit, I quit my job at Apple. I left my Apartment in Melbourne, and jumped on a plane. Before I knew it, I was oh in Canada. Yeah. Wow! And, um, yeah, you so, had you had
1: no opportunity but to bring all of that experience and that season of life with you.
2: Yeah, yeah, and there there I was, and I was so hungry to learn. And in I, you know, having the privilege of of doing a master's in theology, you unpack so much of the contextualization of the scripture. Yeah, and yes. when I say that, I'm saying like, okay, say so take. I'll say, let's take, you know, Exodus. Um, all right, hang on. Let's even just take Genesis, the first couple of chap- chapters yeah. of Genesis. What you want to do when you look at any part of scripture is think who, why, what, how, when. Mm-hmm. So who wrote this? When did they write it? F- for what purpose? Who were they writing it to? And so once you start understanding those things, those archaeological things, historical factors, you can start to really understand the Bible Yeah. and when we say, okay, is the Bible literal? One thing my professor would say is, okay, the Bible most of the time is literal, but it's not literal for you as a white person living yes. in Canada, living in the U.S. in the 21st century. Absolutely. It's literal for a Jewish person li- living in the Middle East 7,000 years ago. Right. exactly. It's a very different literal. Yep. Um, yes. So that's why we need to kind of have, you know, I encourage everyone, like, a free plug for the the Bible project. That's a really cool resource for anyone to just use. Um, if clear. you just want to dig a little bit deeper, but I, when I started to look at the passages around sexuality in scripture, and you guys mentioned the previous podcast, those seven or eight verses, mm. once you start seeing them in, in context and then understanding, okay, who were they written to? Why were they written? What, what are we actually looking at? I came to feel for myself um, with where I'm at in, in my faith with Jesus, that I don't think premarital sex is biblically wrong right. for me today living. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where I've come to. And I think there are healthy ways to engage with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. If oh, I'm, yeah. if Jesus calls me to love God and love people, I can engage with it in a healthy way or in not a healthy way. Right. And, and the Holy spirit will guide me through that. Uh, yes, I that's think so that's important. a message. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a message the church is kind of scared about, to be honest. Yes. Um, of people making their <laughs> own like <laughs> choices with integrity. <laughs> They're a little scared. Yeah. It, and, um, yeah, I, I think it, it can be a little scary for, for people. And, um, I think that's a scary message for parents to, to feel. And like, my my heart is is with parents who are kind of in that struggle and knowing how to navigate this stuff with their kids yeah. you know i'm I am grateful that through my teen years that I wasn't sexually active that I wasn't running around kissing boys um you know or chasing after that i'm I'm glad that I was right. kind of protected in those years, so I do think parents need to think about how, like how they navigate that. Yeah. But for adults, we need better resources. We we need to better engage these issues. And if we're serious about Jesus, we need to actually take the time to wrestle with the Bible for ourselves and yes. not look to a book to like fix us. Or, or
0: just one per- person.
2: <laughs> yes. Like, we can't be like just
0: looking at one, like, narrow mind, like, not narrow-minded person, but, like, narrow-mindedly looking at one person, whether it's a pastor, a speaker, an author, like, we just, we're all, we're all human. (laughs) And it's, like, we can't just get so hyper-focused. It's, we, we've almost, in, culturally, and um, even within the church, kind of been discouraged from our own, like, we don't, we don't trust the spirit (laughs) in us, like the Holy spirit in like us as Christians, um, to help guide us. We're like, yeah, that exists just to, you know, um, potentially
1: right. Right. It's like, it's your salvation in you. Right. Exactly. It's your salvation in you. And it can be there to, to give you guidance in a negative fashion. But, but the moment that it steps into a place where you it may be... It frees you. Yeah, freed up from some sort of bondage that you're experiencing in a church outside of a church, and you yeah. have and you have spiritual guidance that's coming your direction, that's that's when people start getting people a little... People get
0: a little like, ooh, I don't know. They're like, that's a little woo-woo. <laughs> like, you have a hard time <laughs> trusting the spirit when it starts freeing you rather than condemning you. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, that's... It's like within the topic of purity culture and just sexuality and spirituality, there's just so many little like nuances and different need uh, paths of conversation. Like we could go down um, and I feel like I'm really glad that all of this is happening because it's time. I feel like a lot of uh, people who had the went to the true love weights and had the purity ceremonies and um, read the books, <laughs> things like that. A lot mm-hmm. of them, you know, were all, we're all adults now that are talking to each other. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. all now having this conversation like, oh, like you too? Like, I don't know. I feel like as kids and teenagers, we all just kind of went through it and mm. we didn't know how to talk about anything. We were just experiencing life um, and trying to figure out Anything. (laughs) But now we're all adults. Um, We're in our 20s and 30s, um, even young 40s, and we're all talking about this. And it's an important conversation because it dictates a lot of the decisions that we have made. I know for me personally, it's dictated a lot of my personal choices in life. Um, And so, yeah, I'm just really glad and and I'm really happy that you are such... a a willing voice um and that you are even interested in talking more about this especially with all the yeah i guess you could call it drama it's not it's not (laughs) it is what it is and the drama that's kind of been happening um around the the documentary and all of that i'm i'm really happy that you're able to speak out and be bold about what you believe in
2: Oh, well, thank you. And like you know, same to you guys, like what what you're doing in the in the podcast and just sharing your story, I think it's amazing. and this is what we need, right? We yeah. need yes, we you know we need those of us who have either been we're survivors of purity culture or just some some of these more constructive evangelical church practices. We need to have conversations. But we need to do that in a, in, a, in a way that's healthy and where we actually honestly want to listen to one another rather than yeah. just kind of Talking. hear things that are going to confirm our own biases or yes. things like that as well. I think yeah. I, I think that's that that can be the danger with how social media kind of works. Mm um that we just kind of jump on the thing that we're really excited about and right. we'll just listen to people who think what we think right <laughs> right
1: right right um,
2: and
0: so for for you what's next you said you are working on some projects um is along the same lines is a completely different kind of films what, what what's going on
1: because obviously you have a lot to say still about yeah all of this.
2: exactly so what's next yeah, Um. so I'm actually working on a docu-series, which is expanding their full interviews that we did for the film. So okay. uh, I'm just curating those right now and putting them together with some of other people's testimonies. And I'm going to be putting that out fairly soon. Oh. Also working um, on, yeah, on a documentary um, engaging the, the Bible a little bit more mm. and looking at how we use the Bible – um, like as in how we use it, do we use a book? Are we reading on on our phone, and just the impact yeah. that that can have? Hmm. So um, yeah, there are a few of the things that I'm that I'm looking into. The faith based documentaries is is kind of what I feel uh, is is my jam. Yeah. Um. Although all this drama with this film has kind of like maybe second guessed that a little bit, oh. so we'll see. We'll see how things unfold. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: But like, um. Don't, don't be. Don't be scared. I feel like just just press in, and I feel like you you will know. Like it, the categories and like genres, stuff like that it exists it's annoying that there's genres we should all just be able to make art and it be what it is but you know (laughs) it's okay there is a genre it does exist but yeah I definitely I don't want you to be like nervous I feel like just being true to how you really feel like the direction of the films that you're doing and obviously you know almost like the what step two, episode two of your like documentary, essentially yeah, like season season two. Se- season two? Or <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, just you'll know what is genuine for you and your product. And I'm really excited. My interest is definitely peaked. uh yes. I definitely want to know and um, keep up. Actually, could you tell us? Um, I know where to find you, but uh, could you tell the
2: listeners how to find the documentary, how to find yes. you, all of that. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks. Um, so you can find the documentary at i survived That's also the Instagram handle. So i survived ikdg. Um, my personal Instagram is Jessvdw. Uh, it's just, it's just me and my friends. I'm not talking about. <laughs> you're like, you're a real like human. Right, it's fine. Right, right. Yeah. You, you might, if you, if you troll, troll deep in my Instagram, you'll, you'll, you'll find a picture of my ex on there for anyone counting. Fabulous. And, uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> god.
0: Um- <laughs> well, so far we don't have many trolls, so that's good. I think you're in the clear, at least for
2: now. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Well, I'll,
0: no. I'll make sure I'll link all of your contact and all that below in the description of the podcast um so people can find you and you're comfortable with people reaching out to you personally
2: yeah absolutely yeah i love to connect with people and um i'm continuing to want to hear people's stories and, and gather stories because I'd, I'd love to continue to engage with purity culture even to do a documentary like another one again at some point um For sure yeah maybe you I just, should do one these... focused
0: on you know, maybe the christian music industry i feel like i have a lot to say about that yeah you know what
2: lauren as you were sharing your story i was like mm, i feel like there's a documentary in that hey. like story, we're,
1: documentary. we're right here in the heart of it in nashville yeah
0: we are there's oh, a yeah. lot of us that we could gather together and i have many friends that i could like gather up and we could all talk about it so oh
2: great
1: if nothing else well, it'll make a great coffee meeting
2: yeah true <laughs> I'll just, I'll just fly over for that. Yeah. It's just, you know, like a 24 hour flight. Oh my gosh.
1: Absolutely. No, it's totally fine. (laughs) No (laughs) biggie. Just ride the kangaroo. Yeah.
2: Yes. That's
0: right. Yeah. So is there anything last thing, you know, I want you to be able to share any, um, anything that is very important to you or anything that's like within this topic that you want people to hear and, you know, kind of end on.
2: Yeah. Um, one thing, one thing I will mention, uh, didn't mention when I mentioned the website is that I'm actually finalizing a director's cut of the film, which has oh, like nice. a few extra little bits and some changes to it. So jump on the website and, um, you know, if you're on there or you're on my uh, Instagram for the film, you're, you'll definitely be aware as soon as that comes out. And I'm actually going to debut it on YouTube. Oh, um, great. so anyone and around the world can watch it for free. And, um, that I'm going to, yeah. Um, pop it on some other channels after that as well. Yeah. And um, the last thing I just want to encourage your listeners is that, you know, all this stuff around sexuality and spirituality that, and I know you guys would totally agree with this message mm-hmm. is that, you know, Jesus is, is right there with you. He has lived mm-hmm. the human experience. He is not shying away from this. He's not shying away from you and you can, you can find him where wherever you are, you are and there's grace for you. Yes. And, yeah. you know, Like he, he just loves, he just loves you and there's nothing you can do that's ever going to change that. Yeah. So, you know, we just, we, we need to go to Jesus. Jesus is, is in our brokenness. He's in the flesh. He's, he's in, he's in it with us. Um, so yeah. That's such a beautiful way of putting that. Yeah. He's in the flesh.
1: Mm. That's so good.
2: I love that. Oh my
0: gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Yes, you've been um I would was... thanks for having me. It's been amazing. Yes, I would love for you to come out to Nashville seriously, or you know, we'll just fly out <laughs> to Australia sometime and hanging out. We just may have to come Do
1: to it. the beautiful Outback. That'd yeah. Be
0: cool. Do it. Come come down and ride a kangaroo. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Till next time. Bye. Bye.